0: On today's episode, we talk about how to still make the most out of your vacation, even if you can't do your first choices for everything. There are always great choices at Walt Disney World. This is episode 130 of Simplifying the Magic.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Simplifying the Magic. My name is Megan, and I'm here with Jess. Jess. Hello. Thank you for joining us today, Jess. Yeah. How was your weekend at Saratoga?
0: It was super fun. We had gorgeous weather, thank goodness, because oh my goodness, our ride home was quite the experience. <laughs> it poured on Sunday, like oh. absolute downpour, um, like road flooding, like crazy. No way. Madness. Our basement flooded. It was, oh. It's been like kind of a not so few days, but the actual trip was fantastic. We had beautiful weather. The concert was a lot of fun. Um, although I am ashamed to admit, I did not know one song that they played because apparently I am not a fan. a big enough fan. Um, according to the people that we went with who are huge Dave Matthews fans, it was an incredible set list, lots of songs he like doesn't play very often. So like Kind of, like, ones that people, like, really want him to play. Like, one of the songs I don't think he'd played in 12 years or something like that.
1: Wow. So, like,
0: people that were, like, really big fans were absolutely thrilled. I was, like, it was great. (laughs) It was fine. Like, it it was, we had a great time. The venue there is gorgeous. Like, it was beautiful. It was just, I just didn't know any songs. So, although he did play one song that was a cover that John knew. And okay. I guess I sort of knew it, but not really. I don't know. Anyway, it was fun though. But, <laughs> and then the track was really fun and we had a great evening um, on Lake George, which is a beautiful spot. Um, so yeah, we had a nice time.
1: Oh, How good. How was your camping experience. Well, I was going to say, I'm glad the weather dodged your activities because like outdoor concerts and being at the tracks Mm -hmm. in the rain would definitely not have been very fun. (laughs)
0: No, for sure not.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We, we also dodged some bad weather, which I thought was maybe going to be trouble. So on our way, out to the campsite, I, um, put the map, you know, into the GPS and it said like severe thunderstorm warnings, like (laughs) all over. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, it's already like six 30. We still need to set up our tent, like cook dinner, Mm -hmm. start a fire. And there's going to be thunderstorms. Like, what are we going to do? But it, was it um it was totally fine. It did oh, sprinkle good. for like a little bit before we went to bed, but we had like a little canopy, so it Perfect. turned out to just be a nice um couple of days in the in the wilderness. So oh good, I'm so
0: glad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, speaking of thunderstorms, we had them the day we left, all night and all morning, and we actually lost power for several hours. So like literally, as I'm finishing straightening my hair, it like went out, and I'm like,
1: oh. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Good thing I showered already. Um so yeah, we did end up losing power for a little bit. But we're like, well, we're leaving, it doesn't really matter. So. Yeah.
1: It's like a how a rose has thorns because it's too perfect. Summer needs to have storms or it would be too yeah, perfect. So. Exactly. So <laughs> keep us in check. Well, I'm
0: uh, glad it was a
1: good weekend. It was. It was. Oh, <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah. So, shall we dive into our little uh
0: content? Today? Yeah, I'm
1: excited about our episode today. I think this is going to be sort of some helpful um paradigm shifts for our listeners and way to uh, look at the glass half full rather than half empty or whatever. So
0: <laughs> I like that. I think that's such an, a positive thing to do, especially at Disney where it can it can get frustrating if you don't have that mindset and. But I will say, if you do try to have that mindset, it really helps and you will have such a better time. So these are our offerings to you to try and... Have that mindset. Yes.
1: So, so we are going to um, give you some alternatives today. So we're going to present you with different situations, and if you can't do this, then how about you try that? And hopefully, yes. making some of these shifts will let you um, enjoy your trip to the most. Yeah. So um, let's start off with just some some general things. Um, yes. Like what do you do if you don't get the dining reservations that you really, really, really wanted?
0: Ugh. Such a bummer when that happens. However, some things you can try are to try to modify the time to kind of an off dining time. So for example, if you are wanting dining at like six, maybe you can do an early reservation at like three. That might be an option. I know it's not ideal, but if you really want that place, it's, it's sometimes helpful. What else can you try?
1: Well, if you are looking for a large party, sometimes restaurants have a very limited number of tables that are that big. Um, so you can try splitting up large groups. You know, if you have a group of eight, maybe try getting two reservations for four and four. And if yeah. you can get them, you know, maybe within 10 to 15 minutes of each other, check into your reservation a little bit ahead of time. And there's a good chance they'll be able to push those tables together for you. It's not a guarantee, yeah. but it happens a lot. So
0: Yeah. Every time I've ever tried that, they've been very accommodating. So, um, just don't expect it, Yeah, but you can ask. Um, another thing to do is to try testing different party sizes. So if you are a party of four, maybe try three or five and see if you can get something, um, that has definitely worked for my family at times. Um, so give it a try. You never
1: know. Yeah. And there's also a lot of third party services out there that you, some are free and some you have to pay for, but they basically will alert you as soon as a certain reservation opens up. And then if you're quick, quick to it, you might get, and I mean, quick to it. You have to be very, very fast. (laughs) You might get it, but a lot of people have success with that because reservations are being canceled all the time.
0: Yeah. So going along with that, you can also just keep trying yourself um, on your app, Just keep kind of checking every once in a while to see, especially as you get closer, people change their plans. um, They drop reservations. um, So it's always worth it to keep looking. I have had really good luck with that for myself and for clients. So
1: me too. And now with the new rule of cancellation only being like two hours before you can Mm -hmm. be checking morning of and potentially get that um, reservation that you wanted.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Another thing to do is you could just walk up and see if you could potentially get um, on the wait list. Um, That's a little trickier to do in Disney than it is at other places, but you know, there are definitely opportunities for that. So it's worth a shot.
1: Yep, definitely. And a lot of restaurants also have lounges. So for example, Steakhouse 71, Ohana, Sanaa, like if you can't get a table, you could, you know, pop in there and see if there's a seat in the lounge.
0: Yeah. And you might, you can still get the experience of the restaurant without having to have a table service restaurant, a reservation. So yeah.
1: yeah. Lots of options for that one. <laughs> for
0: sure. All right. All right.
1: Well, let's say you didn't budget for Genie Plus.
0: Oh boy. No, I'm kidding. Um, we very rarely do this. So even when I'm by myself without my kiddo. um, So the one thing that you can do is to rope drop. I think this is an excellent way to get in those big ticket rides. Um, So you want to be sure to get there super early though. So for me, if the park's opening for resort guests at 830, say like Epcot, I would get in the Skyliner line by like seven and make sure you are at the front of that line. And then you can get those uh big ticket rides pretty quickly. And because you have a half an hour, once it opens, you know, You can maybe get two rides in before it opens to the general public. Yeah. Also, you could stay later and try to get those big rides in because you can get in line up till one minute before closing. So.
1: Yes, definitely. Um, Another thing would be to consider buying the individual lightning lane for the key attraction in each park. This isn't always a savings, but sometimes that price is a little bit lower than the full genie plus. And if you can knock that one out without waiting in line, that would free up that rope drop time or your late night time to maybe hit a few attractions, you know, that are not top tier,
0: right? All right. What would you do if you don't get that virtual queue for Tron or Guardian?
1: (laughs) Well, first of all, 7 a.m. Yes. First of all, remember that that virtual queue you want to be ready before 7 a.m. You can have a few people in your group on a device trying for it. So there's lots of things to do to set yourself up for success. But if you didn't get it, there's usually another opportunity to try again at one PM. So you have mm-hmm. another shot. Um, I think that's that used to not always open up for rise of resistance, but I think it always does with Tron it's, and Guardians. I so think so as well. You'll get that one o'clock offering. Um another thing to consider is if you didn't get it, you can usually still get availability to buy the individual lightning lane. So if you don't want to risk it until 1 PM, maybe you want to just quick purchase it if it's just going to be like a a deal breaker if you don't get on the ride.
0: Yeah. And that will save you some time as well, because you won't have to wait in the line because even with a virtual queue, you do sometimes end up waiting anywhere between a half an hour and an hour and a half really, especially for Tron. It's The line has been a little bit long for the regular virtual queue line. I
1: actually am guilty of always forgetting that. I always think like, oh, I got the virtual queue. I'm going to go right on. But it's like, no, like you just get to (laughs) wait in the line. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a good good point.
0: (laughs) So what happens if you can't swing for park days?
1: Well, if you can't do that, you maybe want to consider adding a hopper to a two or three day ticket. Um, You know, it's it's actually not a huge price difference between a three-day hopper and a four-day ticket. So you really do need to sort of look at the math and the timeline, but if it is, you know, sad for you to miss one of the parks, animal kingdom can maybe be cut into a half day. And then you could pick another one to cut into a half day and still experience all four parks. Walt Disney world has to offer.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, All right. So if you can't do a rest day, which we always suggest because there is no tired like Disney tired. But if you can't swing a rest day, you can try and fly in early on your de- your arrival day or leave late on your departure day so that you can enjoy the resort on your travel days. We are actually doing this on our trip this year because we we do have rest days because we love them. But um, we're actually getting like basically two more full right? days because we get in so early and we leave so late. So I am. So excited for this! As we actually had to change our flight plan, and it made for like literally like on our departure day, we wouldn't have had any time. We would have had to leave right for the airport in the morning, and now we literally have all day. We get a whole extra full day, and I'm so excited. (laughs) Yes,
1: we almost always do that, and I I adore it, especially the day you get there. I feel like that is just the best to be able to, it doesn't matter if your room's ready or not, just like hang out and enjoy the pool. If you wake up early, you can have that be a lazy day and Mm -hmm. oh, That's so nice. I'm glad that worked out for you on your trip.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Just pack a suit in your like backpack instead of in your like big bag. And then you can just change in the bathroom. It's super easy or even wear your suit. If you know, you're going to be going straight to the pool. Definitely.
1: All right, well what if you didn't really budget in a lot of money for souvenirs once you get to the parks?
0: Well, one thing you can do is bringing things from home. So, actually, I am doing this not for souvenirs, but so last year we stayed at the Beach Club and we did not think to bring like buckets and shovels and things yes. like that because they have the sand area, you know. And oh, we spent a fortune on a Mickey like Cool thing in the gift shop, but we didn't have room for it in our bags to bring home. So we literally just spent all this money just to leave it there. So um, this year I was smart and got collapsible buckets from Amazon. Ooh, so we are bringing smart. those and they were obviously a lot cheaper than buying it at the gift shop. So yeah. that was wow. my that's So that's cool. not souvenirs, but it's something like that. Um,
1: Definitely. Like but right. I mean, if you... If you know that your kids are going to be tempted by certain things, and we can tell you what they're going to be, they're going to be the light up things with bubbles and stuff. Oh, yeah, the bubble ones. It's Mm -hmm. going to be ears and um, stuff like that if you have a little girl. So, you know, get that stuff ahead of time and you can save a ton and perhaps avoid spending more when you're there. (laughs) Yes, for sure.
0: All right, Megan, this is this is your question because you have this issue. Um if you have a big family and
1: can't afford a suite, well not that you know. No, no, I mean. no,
0: I you have a to. big family. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> you can't afford a suite. A suite. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a big jump from a standard hotel room to one of the one or two bedroom suites. So Oh yeah, huge it's jump. um whether it's a factor of affording or just not wanting to spend that on a room, it's yes. definitely an issue. So of course, I always am an advocate of the fifth sleeper, though These tall boys of mine are probably going to be outgrowing that miniature pull-down bed soon. (laughs) Um, But another thing you can look at is two standard rooms. So perhaps Mm -hmm. lowering your tier of hotel um, and doing a value hotel, but getting two rooms would be um, a more cost-effective option. And of course, you can always look at off property. I mean, we love staying on property, but Mm -hmm. if being in a room where everybody has their space is important to you, there are tons of places with suites. Some of them are even good neighbor hotels that are off property and might be worth looking into. For sure. So what if you can't get a reservation for the hotel that you really wanted to stay in?
0: Well, one thing, if you are not like really, really set on certain dates, you can consider altering. Sometimes even if you switch it by like one day, it opens up. So if you can swing changing the dates a little bit, that is definitely an option. Or you can consider a split stay. So you could maybe stay at a less desired resort for a few nights and then move to the hotel that you really want, depending on availability. So
1: And try try and work that to your favor. Maybe you can You know, coordinate with which parks you're going to. So you're more Mm -hmm. conveniently located or whatever, but definitely.
0: All right. So this would be just such a problem, but (laughs) what if you have done all of the parks before you've been so many times and you just need something else to do?
1: (laughs) I've never ran into this problem, but it's like, Oh man, I have to go to Disney again. What am I going to (laughs) do? Well, if you do have people in your, in your group that are maybe feeling that way, there's so many things you can always add to your experience, like the water parks, you know, that's a pretty small add on to your tickets Mm -hmm. to have that feature. And there's two water parks that you know, you can experience, um, they're not always open at the same time, but it could vary based on when you go, um, there's there's mini golf, which is actually free. If you get a package, there's tons of Disney spring entertainment, like bowling, Cirque du Soleil, the air balloon rides, little boat cars. So there's lots of ways to enhance your Disney trip with more than just the typical things.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Alrighty. Should we move on to some rides?
1: Yes. because These are things
0: that I feel like people get a little sad about. So. Yes.
1: So your kid has been dreaming of being a space astronaut on Buzz Lightyear and they are down for who knows why, what would be a good alternative?
0: You could always head over to the Astro Orbiter because then you could still pretend that you're riding a spaceship in the sky. So, you know, it's not quite the same, but at least it gives you that like space feel.
1: Yes, definitely. (laughs) Along those lines, if Dumbo's line is too long, um, which it can be, even Mm -hmm. though they do have a fun little tent for the kids to wait in, it can also be a little bit of a parent nightmare (laughs) (laughs) because it's kind of chaotic. Aladdin's magic carpet ride usually has a very short wait and is essentially the same ride. ride. (laughs) And you might get spit on by a camel, which is very fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Over in Hollywood Studios, if Slinky Dog is closed or has too long of a wait, you can always hit up Alien Swirling Saucers or Toy Story Mania for that immersive Toy Story experience. It's not a roller coaster, but, you know, you can still get that theming and Toy Story Mania is amazing. So I don't know. yeah, I would want to do that.
1: That's my favorite. As we all know, as we know, (laughs) the (laughs) same kind of goes with um. If you can't get on Rise of Resistance, like that is still one of the most challenging attractions to get on, whether it's because it's broken down or because that's usually why (laughs) the line is so long. But there's still so many ways to get um your Star Wars fill. Smuggler's Run is incredible. It lets you fly the Millennium Falcon and you know, maybe as a cancellation prize hold out so you can get that pilot position to help offset missing rise of resistance. Yeah. But my kids actually enjoyed that as much, if not more than rise. Um, and also star tours, which is an oldie, but is fantastic. And there's multiple ride experiences. So you could even go on that a couple times and get a different, um, a different experience. And as we know, there's going to be some new ones coming soon. So that's yeah. really fun.
0: I actually really love that ride. Me too. All right. If Peter Pan is too long, which it always is, you can try the Little Mermaid or Winnie the Pooh. They're very similar types of rides. They're like those dark rides. Um, Great theming. I actually love the Little Mermaid. I think it's actually maybe a little bit of a better ride than Peter Pan. Although for me, Peter Pan is like completely nostalgic and I love it. So I understand waiting for that one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then over at Animal Kingdom, uh, the safari sometimes can have a pretty long line. And if you're just looking to see some animals, there are two different great animal trails, the uh, gorilla and the Maharaja track um, where you can see gorillas and tigers and lots of other things. So that's Mm -hmm. always an option, too. And they can just do that at your own pace. Yeah.
0: And of course, it's so hard to say that you can do one ride instead of the other because they're all so special and unique and you don't want to miss any of them. But there is almost always an underrated ride right next to a popular one. So, for example, in Tomorrowland, next to Space Mountain, if you don't want to wait in that line or you have Littles, um, the People Mover is also iconic and amazing. And it's just such a fun little relaxing <laughs> Like chill out
1: ride, yeah. so definitely worth it. And you get to go through Space Mountain,
0: <laughs> right? Exactly. And if it's broken down, then you get to see it with the lights on, which is really cool. Very
1: cool. <laughs> yes. And again, with the Star Wars, you know, you can go on Star Tours instead of Rise or Smuggler's Run. So, yep.
0: Yeah. Um, if Soren has too long of a line, if you're in the Land Pavilion, Living with the Land is a very underrated but very amazing ride. Like. I think little kids think it's fascinating because they can look for all the hidden mickeys and the vegetables and fruits and um, it's super cute. So I think it's a great,
1: little option. I agree. And uh over in the world showcase, three caballeros in the Mexican pavilion is pretty close to the frozen ride in the Norway pavilion. And I mean I do love frozen, but three caballeros is such awesome. a fabulous attraction. I just love it. It's <laughs> me too. It's fun. It's a boat ride just like Frozen. There's great music and it's very cute. Very cute.
0: And almost always has a short wait which yeah. is nice. Um and then near Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway because that line can get super duper long and it can be kind of slow even like
1: that I don't know it's
0: (laughs) hot and slow the last time I was there I waited far too long for it it's a tough Um, line but right next door is the Frozen show which you really shouldn't have much of a wait you just have to wait for the next show and this show is fabulous like absolutely amazing it's funny like the Music's great, obviously. And there's a little surprise at the end. I mean, it's pretty spectacular. Yeah. So.
1: yeah, it will definitely please grownups and kids alike.
0: For sure.
1: Well, let's move over to some experiences. Let's say you really need to see those Magic Kingdom fireworks, but you can't go to the park that day or you, you can't see them at Magic Kingdom.
0: So you can go over to the Polynesian and watch from their beach. They pipe in the music. You can see the fireworks. You can get a dual whip or a drink from Trader Sam's and watch them. Um, So, and also if you want to wait a little bit longer afterwards, you can see the electrical water pageant as well. So you kind of get a two for one.
1: Yeah. I I almost want to do this at some point more than seeing the Magic Kingdom fireworks because I don't Um, think I ever... I know. Hint, 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 Jess. Hint, hint, hint. (laughs) I haven't seen the electrical water pageant since I was a kid. And it just never, we just never have enough steam at the end of our parks (laughs) days with the kids. But yeah, I think that that sounds like a really fun alternative. (laughs) For sure. Um, All right, okay.
0: what can you do if you don't get into the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique? Oh,
1: and this is one that sadly happens a lot. That is a mm. tough reservation to get at times. Yes. Um, so at Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, uh, you can get a princess or prince makeover. And it's, you know, obviously a very fun way to enhance your kids' park experience. Um, But we found a great little hidden gem at Magic Kingdom called Sir Mickey's. And this is a gift shop, but they sell a lot of sort of like costume accessories. So it Mm -hmm. could be a great way to like, you know, let your daughter pick out a crown or a princess dress or something like that um and trust me you'll still be coming out ahead versus paying for the <laughs> bivyne property boutique and then not only can you do that but they have a like photo shoot area with all these props and you can get these incredible pictures and we did this and it
0: was really fun We
1: did yes it was fabulous i just can't believe that it's not more uh, talked about and you can go to the cast member that works at sir mickey's and they have this whole little or Yes, Sir Mickey's Yeah, It has this whole little spiel where they put, um, like pixie dust in your, and give you a chance to grant a wish. Like it's so cute.
0: It's adorable. Just be aware that you will have glitter in your hair for days. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: And laughs> Which your base, is not necessarily a bad hands, thing. <laughs> and your
0: clothes. For me, and it might I look mean... like dandruff on dark hair. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Um, You can also go to Sephora at Disney Springs. They have like a little princess um, makeover there. It's significantly more affordable than Bippity Boppity Boutique. Um, And you can actually do it if you're an adult, which is different than Bippity Boppity Boutique as well.
1: Yeah. And there are so many like freelancers now that'll do these services as well. So you could search, you know, Facebook groups, or there's a former cast member site, uh, Ear for Each Other, things like that. And there's actually people that will come right to your hotel room and do these makeup makeovers for your kids. Yeah. Or if you're feeling like you have the power to do it, I mean, Amazon has it all. So get a can yeah. of glitter spray and put them in a tight pony and a crown and, you know, there's are Call set. it a day. Call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: along the same lines if you didn't budget to build a lightsaber because holy shimoli is that pricey and also it can be hard to get a reservation for in yeah. savvies or build a droid um you can go to the gift shop at the exit of star tours where you can customize your own lightsaber for much cheaper so yeah, yeah. It's a good option. It's still pretty
1: cool because you can still like pick a few different pieces. It's not just grabbing one off the shelf. So, you know, it it could fool a young enough kid that it's the same thing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: As long as they don't know
1: what they know,
0: you won't know. Don't, whoa. What they don't know won't hurt them. There we are.
1: (laughs) All right. So let's talk a little bit about the holidays. What if you didn't get tickets to one of the Mickey and Minnie's very Merry Christmas party?
0: Well, The monorail resorts are like serious decked out at Christmas time. So I would take a tour of those and take the monorail around, which is always fun and see all the Christmas decorations at all of those resorts. Um, they have the gingerbread house at the grand Floridian. Um, they have that giant tree at at the wilderness lodge. Um, So that's an awesome option for checking out different things. And they even have them over at the boardwalk resorts as well. They have the carousel Carousel. beach club. Um, and I think even animal kingdom lodge now has some gingerbread, like animals and stuff that, so really all of the resorts have some great decor.
1: Yeah. Another thing you could do is get kind of dressed up and head to Disney Springs for a special dinner. And there they have all the different Christmas trees that are decorated throughout. So that could feel really special and festive as well.
0: Yeah. And they do have snow at Disney Springs. They do.
1: Yes. Yes. So
0: you could still experience it there.
1: Yeah. That's a great, great addition.
0: Um, Uh, All right. If you don't get to go to animal kingdom, what can you do instead if you'd like to like see some animals?
1: Yeah, well, you could always head over to the Animal Kingdom Lodge because you're welcome to go there for a dining reservation or get something to eat or walk around. And there's lots of different lookouts where you could look over the savannah and get your fix of animals that way.
0: Yeah, that we do that a lot. I mean, we often do it in conjunction with Animal Kingdom, but one of our favorite things to do is head over to Sanaa and while we're waiting for our table, go at that
1: little lookout right there. It's great. It is. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about the festivals. So even though food and wine at Epcot lasts half of the year, (laughs) we got you super excited about it last week. So let's say you just can't make it during that part of the year. What do you do?
0: You can try to go during Festival of the Arts, which is like January February, or you can try Flower and Garden, which is like March through June. So really, or you could even try for the Christmas one, um, which is like mid-November, like after Thanksgiving through like Christmas. Um, Really, there's like maybe three weeks out of the entire year that don't have a festival. So if you really want a festival, just make sure you go during a festival, not like the no festival time. Yeah,
1: and food and wine gets sort of the hype and attention around the food and drinks, but that's what all of the festivals are about. So oh, yeah. you're, I mean, for I don't sure. know exactly how the amount of offerings stack up amongst each other, but it seems like there's as many food booths for the other ones too. Yeah, so.
0: and some really great options. I mean, the food is amazing at Flower and Garden, and it's beautiful at Festival of the Arts. So totally worth it. Yeah.
1: Well, that's a good segue into our next section, which is food. So, Mm -hmm. speaking of Sanaa bread service, let's say you just couldn't get a reservation there, but you are jonesing for some bread and dips. (laughs) So, if
0: you can't do that, you can have it at Nomad Lounge. They have a small version from Tiffin's that you can get right there at Nomad. And also, you can also get the bread service in the lounge at Sanaa. So, if you can't Ah. get a reservation, my mom and I did that last year. So That's it nice. is possible.
1: Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, one other reservation that I, it I think is very hard to get is mm-hmm. at Chef Art Smith at, uh, Disney Springs homecoming. So this is a fantastic restaurant that offers delicious Southern cooking and fried fried chicken. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, unless, you know, it's a weekday or you're, it's at the end of your trip, it is a tricky one to get, but Olivia's is kind of an underrated restaurant over at Old Key West, and it gets only good reviews. I think the only reason it's underrated is because it's a little bit off the beaten path, but Mm -hmm. they have fabulous fried chicken and also that same delicious Southern comfort food. So that may be a good alternative to try.
0: Yeah, and apparently they have brunch every single day, which, I mean, if you're into brunch, that would be fun.
1: Um,
0: Okay, so if you can't get into the California Grill, which is that restaurant at the top of the Contemporary, you can try Steakhouse 71, which is still in the Contemporary, just at the bottom, um, but fabulous. Or if you would still like that kind of top of the hotel vibe, you can try for Tupolinos Terrace, which has amazing food and great views. You can actually see two sets of fireworks from up there.
1: So. Yeah, definitely. Um, and breakfast reservations at Topolino's, I think is another one of the hardest <laughs> to get reservations. Um, yes, and it is incredible, but if you can't manage to do that, you could try getting dinner there. Um, that's also kind of hard to get, but I don't think quite as hard as breakfast because the characters aren't there at dinner, but right. like Jess just said, it's you still get to be in that spectacular setting, you still get amazing food and mm-hmm. all of the other you know glory of um topolinos. Right. Um, another option, if it's really just the fact that you want to see the Riviera, is you could hop on the Skyliner over to the resort. Um, I just learned they have a little art scavenger hunt that you can get well, from that's the front very desk of the fun. hotel. Yeah. So you could do that. Maybe grab a snack and a drink at Bar Riva.
0: Which is amazing. Which we is, went there a few times. Yeah. Or- Times ago and it was great. And I
1: think that it's not as as formal as Topolino's, but it still gives that relaxed Riviera vibe. Yeah. And um, if characters was really your draw for Topolino's, you know, Chef Mickey's, Garden Grill, Tusker House, there are a lot of other great options to, you know, hug Mickey and Minnie while you eat.
0: (laughs) For sure. Um, another popular restaurant that can be a little challenging to get is if you can't get into Cinderella's Royal Table in the castle at Magic Kingdom, you can try for be our guest, which can be a little tricky as well. But it's a lot larger of a restaurant, so there's often more availability. Um, it's still a signature dining restaurant, and you can still feel like royalty because you're still dining in that castle.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can almost like flip flop both of those if you. You know, try, yeah. try either because it, it varies which one's harder to get into. It's true. <laughs> um, and if you can't get into either of those. Skipper canteen may be one to consider. And this is another thing that I think is going to be on me and Jess's list next or in a few yes. months. Um, but it's it's incredibly themed and you're gonna get that jungle cruise vibe, including the dad jokes and all the hidden hidden little gems from the ride. And I've heard that they just have fabulous cast member interactions. So
0: yes, and the food is really good too. So yeah. For for theme park food, I think it's easily one of the best in Magic Kingdom.
1: Yeah. So, what if you can't get a Oga's Cantina reservation?
0: Um, you can try some other immersive Star Wars experiences, like Docking Bay Seven, um, or they have like some really great like food there, and they have some fun drinks like a surly sarlacc which has grapefruit rose vodka limeade raspberry and spicy mangoes right. so like they still have fun options for Does food that and sounds so
1: good it sounds
0: delightful <laughs> I, I mean know, i love I grapefruit so just saying and then you can get a ronto wrap too which is like very much themed that place is so super cool and um they have, and you can watch the roasters like make the the wraps and stuff. There's also that popcorn that they have blue popcorn or the purple and pink popcorn. It's so purple and red, I guess. Or you can, if you're feeling brave, have green and blue milk and walk around the market. We know that's not our favorite, but um, you know it is a quintessential Star Wars thing. So you know, yeah. it might be worth a try.
1: You don't need to be in Ogas to get the full vibe. I feel like even the soda no. at the stands look like little canisters or something. So like, you know, just stepping foot in there, you'll, you'll feel like you're in Star Wars. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Um, what happens if the line for Le Hall oh. Boulangerie is all the way out the door, which yeah. means it's probably like an hour to an hour and 15 minute
1: wait. Y- yes. So you didn't rope drop Liz Hall. So, um, <laughs> you could consider going to Kringle a bakery and um, at least there, they would be able to satisfy your sweet tooth if that's what you were looking for at the boulangerie. But they have some incredible pastries and, um, and other options there and not usually quite as long of a wait.
0: Yeah. And then last but not least, if you are jonesing for some coffee and you don't want to wait in the long Starbucks lines, there are a Joffrey's carts kind of everywhere. And if you're in Disney... I feel like that's what you should be getting anyway. So (laughs) I completely agree. It's part of the
1: experience. You drink Joffrey's when you're in Disney. (laughs)
0: All right. So for our final category, we are going to chat about the hotels on site. So what happens if you can't, or let's talk about staying at a Epcot resort versus a Monorail resort.
1: Yeah. Sometimes the, um, There's so much desire to be on the monorail line, I feel like. And a lot of times those are the resorts that have the least availability, um, particularly the Polynesian, and they can also be the the highest priced resorts. Mm -hmm. So something else to consider would be to head over to the Epcot resorts, which of course, you know, Jess and I are a huge fan of, um, but there's the Yacht and Beach Club, there's the Boardwalk. And they're both the, all three of those are really beautiful, amazing properties. And they're walking distance to Epcot and they give you the option to also walk to Hollywood studios mm-hmm. or take, you know, the boat or the Skyliner. And, um, I think that that's just a really great alternative.
0: Pers- personally, I prefer the Epcot resort ro- hotels because you can walk, which, I mean, I know you can walk from, um, the contemporary and the grand Floridian to magic kingdom. But I like having the option to walk two versus one. So for me, that's great. And it's a quick, you know, it's a quick little jaunt over to magic kingdom. So I
1: I think there's just that like nostalgia of being on the monorail. And I think also people that maybe don't frequent as much as you and I don't maybe realize that the sky or that the um, Epcot resorts on the boardwalk are so convenient. So I think Mm -hmm. getting that awareness out there that they almost are, a better option for convenience is is important. Um, And you could also stay on the Skyliner as an option.
0: Yep. So if you can't do those Epcot resorts, because they are deluxe, um, there are options to stay, well, at another deluxe at the Riviera or a moderate or two values. So, and the Skyliner is super convenient to Epcot and Hollywood Studios. So
1: once again, you're getting to two parks in a way other than the bus, which is a really nice park
0: always lovely. Yeah. Um, so if you want that like beachy vibe, but you can't quite swing the Polynesian or it's full or whatever, what do you think you can do instead?
1: Well, I, I feel like people could could fight us on this, but I have heard people consider Caribbean beach, like the Polynesian light. Um and I think it that has that beachy vibe. It has that beachy vibe and you know the the rooms I think particularly once they all start getting updated are going to offer that sort of airy tropical feel. So mm-hmm. um beautiful lush grounds like the Polynesian, a really fun pool. So it may check off some of those boxes.
0: Yeah. and then if you don't have beach or yacht club reservations which we all know have that amazing storm along bay and that's one of the major reasons that people like to stay there, what could we try instead?
1: Well I don't think anything totally compares to that but I was thinking if you stay at one of the French Quarter resorts, it gives you access to two different pools. so you would have the pool at Port Orleans Riverside and the pool at um, French Quarter which would sort of enhance your swimming experience. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it's just a boat ride away to Disney Springs, which is kind of like entertainment like the boardwalk provides. So you kind of have like the best of both worlds there.
1: Yeah, I think that was fun.
0: It was fun. I like being able to talk about all those different things. And I will admit, this was like a hard one for me to wrap my brain around a little bit. But Megan like killed it. And then I was like, oh, duh, that makes so much sense now. So (laughs) I love it. It's great. Yeah,
1: there's there's just. There's too many wonderful things to let anything get you down on a Disney trip. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Um, all right. So we have a little bit of news this week, finally, not anything major, but you know, a few little things, a few little
1: ads um, and ends. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we did find out that some new Disney 100 celebrations are coming to Epcot. We are going to miss them by like three days. I Megan. <laughs> know. I know. So
1: close, but um, yeah, so- it's,
0: It's starting September 22nd. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. September 22nd, the Disney 100 celebration is going to make its way to Florida. And I just had to laugh at the first thing that they advertised. They were like, take a selfie with a special Disney 100 backdrop. And I was like, really? Like, I mean, great. but I hope it's going to get better than that. And it does. So don't worry. <laughs> that's that's not the highlight. <laughs>
0: so funny. Um, there's going to be a new mural at the Heart of World Celebration that you can search to see how many of the 100 Disney characters you can find in the scene. Um, and it's a, an expansive mural located along the walkway to World Showcase, and it's going to feature some of your favorite hidden characters or characters hidden, sorry, throughout the various neighborhoods of Epcot. Uh, the rest of World Celebration will also be decked out in Disney 100 platinum banners and decor.
1: I love this mural idea. I, I hope I think they it's keep fine. it up for a while. I think that sounds cool. I'm sure um, they will. Yeah. Guests will also be able to meet, hug, and snap a photo with Mickey and Minnie in their Platinum Best in the Imagination Pavilion.
0: When that actually opens, which it has not quite yet. So that maybe that's giving us a little hint that, that, be that will be open yeah. by September 22nd. Yeah. Um, Spaceship Earth is going to light up each night with special colors and lights accompanied by the Disney 100 Anthem, a unique rendition of When You Wish Upon a Star. I'm excited
1: about that. That's really cool. That
0: sounds lovely.
1: Yes. And there will also be four limited time food booths that'll both be at Food and Wine and Festival of the Holidays um, offering you know new things, including a special purple popcorn bucket.
0: Very nice. Yes. That is really pretty. It's like... Very sparkly, yes. not sparkly, shiny. I should very say, very shiny. Um, we also have some more details out on the west coast for California Adventures, San Francisco Square. Um, the pers- Pacific Wharf in Disney California Adventure Park is going to be reimagined into San Francisco Square, inspired by Big Hero Six, and this transformation is going to be completed on August thirty first.
1: Yeah. So right around kind of the corner. Awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm excited about this. It, if I'm remembering it right, I feel like this was like a little food area and it sounds like it's remaining a food area and they're just sort of retheming everything to big hero six. But I think that's just a great opportunity as long as they keep the birria tacos that I believe are there. So
0: I believe they are, <laughs> um, on July 19th, a new San Francisco selection is going to be available at lucky fortune cookery where you can mobile order. And July 26th, there is going to be new selections available at Cucina Cucamonga Mexican Grill, where there is also
1: mobile ordering. And July 26th, Rita's Baja Blenders will be reimagined to Rita's Turbine Blenders. And um, coming soon, the port of San Francisco Fransokia, Cerverceria will open. Do you know what that means? I'm guessing beer. Yes. Cerveza. <laughs> That's going to be fun. that. Uh,
0: <laughs> and then on August 31st, the Pacific Wharf Cafe will be reimagined to Aunt Cass Cafe. So guests will be able to meet Hero and Baymax, and the San Francisco Makers March will
1: open. Super cool. I want to meet a lot, lot of hard words. Real bad. I know. <laughs> right.
0: That's so cool. I love Baymax. He's oh, coming into Epcot too, I think.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. That, that's. I'm not sure cool. when, but. Such a great movie. Um, then our last bit of news is regarding Disney Cruise Line. And they recently did like a little updated ship report regarding the Disney treasure. So that ship is coming along and already um, scheduled to set sail in 2024. Very exciting. So excited about that.
0: Um, so for our tip today, kind of our entire episode was tips, but (laughs) I guess the main thing to remember is how many amazing experiences you can have at Disney. So if one doesn't happen, you can replace it with many more and do not let it ruin your trip because that would just be sad. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that does it for our show today. Are you looking to book a vacation? We would love to help you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Simplifying the Magic, or you can email us at simplifyingthemagic at gmail.com. We are here to help you answer questions, give advice, or just to say hi. And we would really love it if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a review because it definitely helps our show grow. So take the trip because there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow.
1: And your next vacation is just a dream away.